Hi, everybody. Before we get into this episode, I had to let you know, like I'm literally bursting at the seams, that on March 13th, Scouts Agency is launching something major. We have been working on this for months, all with the intention to serve your business expansion and catapult your brand awareness. Now, If you want to have first access at our early bird pricing plus access to bonuses, sign up on our waitlist at scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. There will be limited spots available, so if you've been ready to go from the plateaued business owner to the visible visionary, you're going to want first access. Again, that's scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. S-C-O-U-T-S-A-G-E-N-C-Y dot com slash waitlist to sign up for first access. I'm bursting at the seams and I know I have to keep this a secret for just a couple weeks longer, so cannot wait. Okay, let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to my podcast. I am Scout And I'm so excited to be here because it's a Thursday that this is going up, meaning that my consistency thread is working. I published uh, the last episode on Tuesday, and as I said in the previous episode, I will be posting episodes every Tuesday and Thursday now. So that feels really good, except for the fact that right after I made that decision, Um, I had a really tragic life event happen and I'm extremely overwhelmed, uh, overworked, very tired and realized that this was the last thing I wanted to do, Um, but also remembered that I promised that I would have an episode up to myself, not just to you guys, to myself, that I would have an episode up every Tuesday and Thursday. So I am here knowing that recording this is going to give me some clarity, some sense of self. Um, And obviously, if I made the promise to myself on Sunday that this was what I was going to do this week, that there is a purpose and reason why um, recording this episode, why I put this into my calendar to get this up for you guys today. So let's backtrack a little bit. Today, we're going to be talking about how to get through hard weeks, hard months, hard moments, Um, whether it's uh, an event that hit you, a death in the family, uh, a job loss, uh, a loss of a relationship. Um, I'm going to be talking about how I moved through specifically this week since I had, I had kind of a week, guys. So kind of under or with the framework of um, the experience that I had this week and how I got through it. I wanted to talk to you about perspective changes, mindset shifts, as well as holding space for for yourself to really to really grieve, feel, process all of the things. So, I guess we'll start with the personal story of what the fuck happened to me this week. So, uh, Wednesday, last Wednesday, the Capitol was stormed, and obviously that created a lot of collective anxiety and uh, fear, sadness, anger, um, no matter which way you viewed it, it was definitely a historic moment that definitely stopped us in our tracks and captured our attention. So I was coming off feeling that collective energy as well as personally scared and anxious about the future of our country. And then Thursday I woke up and I'm currently writing a book. 
and I was waiting on this really big book publisher that I felt was really aligned in my vision and where I wanted to take my book and all the things uh, they rejected my book proposal. And I know that, you know, in the book publishing game, rejection is, is kind of a rite of passage. It's what happens often, not for all, but for some. And, um, it was just, it was just a letdown. Uh, They, they did not pass for the content, which felt really good. Uh, they had a few other books in the queue that were a little bit too similar in genre to mine. So that was the reason they passed. But still, it hurt. It, it stung a little bit. It wasn't the news that I wanted to wake up to. I knew that the news was coming. They were passing my book proposal down to a bunch of the editors. And so I got the news that they passed. And a few hours later, I got other news uh, that something in my personal life that I wanted to come to fruition did not, which... I will speak about later, but let's just leave that one at that. So I got really, I got two really big life goals, life, you know, circumstances, things that I wanted to happen for myself personally and in my career. Uh, I got really big disappointing news and it sucked. I kind of laid in bed. I closed my eyes for 45 minutes and I was just sad. And so I kept going along the weekend, um, knowing that I was just feeling a little bit out of sorts. I was also traveling in Idaho last week. And if you follow me on Instagram at Scout Sobel, you know that I wrote a whole post about travel anxiety and how that has been truly one of my biggest triggers over the years. Every time I travel, I end up in a public place having a complete panic attack, um, needing to be escorted out. And it's always a fucking mess. I ruin the trip for people. And I don't do things and plans change because of my mental health. And so when I went to Idaho this week, I was really conscious of that. Obviously, I've been through, if you've been listening to this podcast, a really big spiritual and emotional awakening this year and strengthening my tools. And so I put this trip on my radar and did all the preventative things as well as um, implementing routines into my trip in Idaho to uh, get the anxiety under control. And so on top of those two rejections, I was also just feeling anxious for being out of my my home environment, out of my very specific routine, just having new a new new senses, right? So waking up and not knowing or not seeing the same landscape that you're used to seeing, not walking to the same coffee maker. I mean, those things sound really really nuanced, but they do make a difference for people who are really sensitive to environments. So I was anxious. I wasn't feeling myself. I got, you know, the capital got stormed. I got these two news. And then Monday morning, I woke up and my in-laws who were watching my dog, Lola, I have two dogs, Lola and Luna, uh, or I had two dogs. Uh, My in-laws were watching Lola, the oldest. I've had her since I was 18. And she's been She was a really, really amazing companion for me, uh, especially through my mental health journey. She she kind of stuck by me, obviously, and comforted me in really deep times of despair. So I woke up on Monday and um, right after I got out of the shower, my in-laws called me and said there was something wrong with Lola. And I thought it was no big deal. I thought she was just tired and they expressed um, serious concern for her health. And so they took her to the vet and on the way to the vet, she passed away. Uh, This was super unexpected. She was happy yesterday. The day before she went on a long walk 
with my father-in-law and, you know, I think, I don't even know the timing, but I I think it was from the moment my in-laws called me to the moment she died was about 45 minutes. So it was a really, really shocking, sudden event. And obviously I was a fucking mess. I broke down into tears of shock. I was bawling my eyes out and I couldn't stop crying the entire day. It was a huge, huge blow for me. So with all of that, I, and I wasn't sleeping and then I traveled back from Idaho. It was a 14 hour drive and I hadn't slept really well for the last two nights. And so, you know, it it was just a lot in a small time frame. But I want to, that was kind of like setting the stage for where I'm currently at. I want to talk about the tools I've implemented, which are mostly mindset tools, mostly perspective shifts as to how I navigated an extremely overwhelming week with three blows, one being a loss, two being uh, rejected opportunities for my career and my personal life, um, while being out of my comfort zone, experiencing travel anxiety, and dealing with this capital being stormed. So I had obviously a breaking point on Monday when I found out Lola passed away and my husband just held me while I, while I cried a lot. There was a lot that came up for me. Um, the first thing, and I still feel this, and I think I probably should do some inner work on why I feel this way, is that I felt weird or I don't know if shame is is the right emotion here potentially guilt that other people were suffering more than me in the grief department so I felt badly expressing how devastated I was to lose my dog I thought people were gonna say not gonna say but in my mind I was like people are losing their families to COVID people are losing their sister their mother their father and I'm so devastated about my dog and I knew how much Lola meant to me and how much she still does mean to me and I knew the relationship I had with her was so special and I many times kept going through the depths of my bipolar disorder because she was relying on me to take care of her. So when I was when I couldn't function, when I couldn't hold a job, when I was in therapy twice a week, you know, always in the psychiatrist's office, 5150 in the hospital, knowing I had Lola to take care of was something that brought me outside of myself. So she's really helped me navigate some of the darkest days of my life. So I knew that relationship, but for some reason, I, I don't know why I did this and I, and I need to think about it more, but I thought that others would say she's just a dog or it's not like it's your sister or your family. And um, I felt that the inner despair that I was feeling wasn't going to be adequately communicated to those around me, um, you know, for me to say, hey, guys, I'm not OK today. So I felt this shame and this guilt um, just because I felt that even with this week, others have it worse than me. And, and that's kind of point number one I want to make. Comparing your pain and your suffering to others 
is not the way towards your healing. Being mindful and understanding of the things that are so beautiful in your life and knowing that other people have it worse than you so that you can be grateful for what you do have is very important. But when pain comes up, when letdowns happen, when there's grief, when there's loss, when there's rejection, when there's anxiety, if you don't properly process those emotions because you feel that other people have it worse than you is actually, in my opinion, a sense of self-harm. It's a sense of self-destruction. It's not honoring your emotional process and your experience as true and valid and important. And in doing that, you end up stuffing the emotional process that is needed for you to walk down so that you can move through your life with confidence and strength and in good health. So when something happens to you, it doesn't matter where you believe or society believes it falls on a scale of worthiness of pain. Uh, I think we often, you know, compare pain with one another and it's all always this this competition to see who has the most suffering and who has the most pain, which I think is really, really harmful. I think it's similar to the busy bragging, which I talk about on OKC's podcast, where people are always like, well, I'm busier than you and this is my schedule. I think it's similar with pain. And so to make yourself feel small or to make your feelings feel insignificant or to flagellate yourself for feeling a certain level of intensity over an event that somebody else might not feel that level of intensity over is counterproductive. And if you aren't taking care of yourself and processing your emotions in due time and really owning your emotional experience and your human experience, it's going to lead to a lot of toxic energy buildup, which in turn is not going to make you the best citizen of the world that you can be. And therefore, you're going to be acting at a place of of um, not being in alignment, of pain, of trauma, of unresolved emotions, of stuck energy. And that's going to permeate, as I spoke about in a few episodes back, about the ripple effect of what you leave this world in. So the fact that I was even for a second comparing my situation and not feeling like my pain was worthy enough was a way to probably, A, not process and and be to potentially either spiritually bypass the the trauma and, and the tra- tragedy that I was experiencing. So I said in the beginning of the episode, I needed to figure this out. And I think I just worked it out for myself, which is why I love coming on here. It's truly, truly my um, audio diary. So that was the f- that is the first step, right? W- whatever you experience is valid. Whatever you feel is valid and is worthy of being untangled and looked through and processed and given space to really feel what is coming up for you. The next thing that came up for me was just this grounding perspective that I had throughout this entire week. When I found out Lola passed away, I cried it out. I didn't stop. I just cried and cried and cried. And my husband said, you know, take comfort in the fact that you don't have to grieve all at once. And that is a sentiment that 100% works for him, but it doesn't work for me. For me, when I feel an overwhelming emotion, I have to take care of it. I have to let it come to fruition. 
I have to let it in. I have to let it process because it's knocking on my door and it wants to come in. And so I allowed my space an entire day on Monday to truly, truly feel what I was feeling. And what allowed me to do that, or I should back up and say, I noticed that I was reaching out to friends for help, but I also had this overwhelming sense of this is the path that I have to walk on. This was the card that I was dealt, that I am dealt right now. The universe put this moment, this experience, took Lola for me in the physical sense, um, and it's my burden to bear. And that doesn't mean that you don't, and, and that doesn't mean that you don't ask for help. But for me, that was such an amazing realization because in the past, when something negative had happened to me, when a tragedy hit, when I wasn't feeling my best, I would outsource my emotions to others. I would say, hey, I don't feel well. You carry that. It's your responsibility to make me feel safe. I need you to hold me and tell me I'm okay. I need you to come home and take care of me. And I noticed that in this week with all of these things happening and feeling overwhelmed, I never once thought or acted or put my emotional responsibility onto somebody else. So when tragedy does hit, when you're having a bad week, when shit hits the fan, when you go through a breakup, 100% feel that support system. Allow the people who love you to come in and help and support you. But know in your heart that this is your path that you get to walk down. And yes, maybe that's, I can't make dinner tonight. Can you bring me dinner? You know, asking for help in ways to to cope and get through. But just knowing truly that nobody can process this for you. Nobody can make you feel better. Nobody can heal trauma. All of that is your responsibility. So in those moments, I just realized that this was, this was my path. This was my emotional burden. This was my emotional processing that my husband couldn't do for me. My dad couldn't do for me. My friends couldn't do for me, but I could only do for myself. And in that came this really, really beautiful perspective. My friend asked me how I was doing and I said, you know what I'm feeling, and I'm paraphrasing, but the point was that I said, I'm feeling really deeply and things feel very meaningful to me. Going through the tragedy of losing Lola unexpectedly in these two life bends, disappointing news, it just makes me put perspective on the things that really matter to me. And my husband and I were coming together as a unit. We went for a walk the day she passed, just the two of us in the fresh air, in the snow, and just talked and talked about our relationship and our family and what we want our future family to look like and what part Lola played in our lives and what we learned from having her as a dog together. And it just felt meaningful. I I was proud that I was able to look at these events that obviously I wish never happened as a part of the peaks and valleys of my life and every stroke, color, circumstance, event, learning, teaching, challenge, struggle that I go through is meaningful. It's my life. 
it's my tapestry. It's my road. And I get to walk it. And yeah, it's fucking painful. And it hurts. But I'm here. I'm on this planet. Living this life in this body. And I don't take that fucking lightly anymore. I take it really seriously and I am appreciative that I get this opportunity. And so even when I was feeling like my heart was being ripped out and such a sense of loss and almost as if like this new chapter of my life was beginning without Lola, I looked inside and I liked what I saw. I liked that I was holding myself and giving myself space to grieve. I liked that I refused to not stop crying until my body told me it's it's time to stop crying now. I just surrendered to the process. I didn't meet the tragedy with resistance. I thought a few times I wish this wasn't happening, but I know I can't control that. It happened. She's gone. I didn't get the book publishing deal with that book publisher. I didn't get this other personal thing in my life, which I'll talk about later. That's done. And so what I can control is how I hold space for myself and how I process these things and how I still find the joy and the beauty in living life and being here. As someone who has dealt immensely with suicidal ideation, all of these triggers and life events and tragedies that happened to me this week would have sent me into a very, very, very deep, dark spiral. But today, I gave myself more love. I moved my body. I went for walks. I did Pilates. I noticed what I was eating. I journaled. I cried. I held my husband. My husband held me. I texted my friends when I needed to. I prayed to God over and over again. I thought about the trajectory of my life and how these events changed it. I thought about what I wanted my life to look. And I was confident in myself that I could get through it. I wasn't afraid of the pain that I was feeling. I wasn't anxious about the pain. I wasn't sad about the sadness. I wasn't depressed about the depression. I wasn't chaotic about the tragedy, the loss. I just knew it was. It just was. Lola died. I came home from Idaho and bawled hysterically when it was just me, my husband, and my other dog, Luna. Because now we're a family of three and the energy in the house is different. And I am allowed to feel sad about that and deeply and deeply despaired, to be honest. But it also is. It just is. And it's a turning point in my life. It's definitely a moment I'll never forget. But I get to process it. I have the right to process it. I have the honor to process it. I have the privilege to process it. And I owe it to myself and to everyone around me, which 
as we talked about the ripple effect a few episodes ago, is this entire planet to process this and to feel it and to not bypass it, but to know that I'm okay and that I'm safe and that loss and grief and trauma and rejection hurts. But once you accept that pain hurts, you can walk through the fire and you can find meaning in your life and you can get to know yourself better and you can feel good just knowing that in here is home base. In my mind, in my heart, in my gut, in my root chakra, my solar plexus, here's home base. So I know that that wasn't such actionable steps on how to get through a rough time. But I really do believe, I guess if I could boil it down to three things, it's that don't compare your pain to others and belittle your experience because someone else is having a perceived higher or more intense tragedy. The second would be to know that tragedy and pain and what happens in your life that is uncontrollable and irreversible just is. And there's no point in fighting that fact, but accepting it. And number three would be to have confidence that you got this, that you are your own home base And you get the honor to process these emotions and experience life for all of its colors. I don't love life conditionally. I love life unconditionally. And so that means that whatever comes my way, I choose to love my life. After all this happened, I texted my sister, like, I just listed every bad thing that happened to me that week. And she goes, it could only go up from here. And I said, or it could go down more. Something worse could happen. Or something just smaller could happen. Or I could get more bad news tomorrow. I don't know. And that's not the point. The point is that that's okay with me. I'm ready. I'm prepared. You want to give me more bad news tomorrow? Okay. Because I trust so deeply the flow of my life. And I love unconditionally all of my experiences. That doesn't mean I like all of them or want all of them. But I will love them for what they will teach me, for what I will experience, and how they will change my life. And I think that's what they call surrendering, which actually been working on so I think my lesson I think my lesson there has been learned so anyways if this resonated with you um dm me at scout sobel I I would love to hear from you I I love having a conversation about all of this stuff I know I kind of when I talk I I think I'm kind of just talking to myself Um, But if this does resonate with you, if anything feels poignant or in alignment, uh, please DM me. And if you know a friend that you think really needs to hear the messages or whatever the fuck I just said in this episode, uh, feel free to text this episode to them. 
And as always, I love a good rating and a good review. Makes my day. So I will see you next week. And I hope you're doing beautifully.